Welcome to Have You Heard, the AABP podcast. My name is Dr. Fred Gingrich. I'm the executive director of AABP. And uh, this podcast is with our 2021 vice presidential candidates. We have AABP members, Dr. Randall Spare and Dr. Michael Capel, who are introducing themselves to our membership uh, as they are on the ballot for the uh, vice president, the next vice president of AABP. So, uh, First, we start with Dr. Randall Spare. Randall, welcome, and, and if you could tell us about your educational history and your professional activity and introduce yourself, please. Thank you, Dr. Gingrich. Uh, my name is, like you say, Dr. Randall Spare. I'm a, I'm a Kansas native. I grew up in central Kansas uh, uh, on a dairy farm, and uh, my father was a, was a dairyman until uh, I was six years old. I ventured off to K-State. And uh, I was uh, one of uh, all, all eight of my siblings went to K-State, and uh, I still have children there. So there's been a spare at Kansas State University since 1940 in every, every decade. So we're pretty proud of that. So our, our history includes Kansas State and our involvement there. And uh, Fred, I graduated from K-State uh, Veterinary School in 1986. So I practiced uh, nearly 35 years, and uh, I've been involved with uh, an AABP since I graduated, and have certainly enjoyed that uh, the relationships we built there. Currently, I'm a part of a veterinary practice and and ownership of a clinic here in Ashland, Kansas. Uh, it's kind of unique, Fred. You're from Ashland, Ohio. Uh, this is at the other end of the country, and a little we're a little bit warmer. <laughs> so um, we have uh, five, uh, actually six full-time veterinarians in our practice and a part-time veterinarian. And uh, we do a, uh, a mixed animal practice. Lion's share of our work is with uh, uh, food animals, with beef cattle, both uh, cow-calf operations and stocker operations uh, in southwest Kansas, Oklahoma, and a little bit in Texas. Um, we've... Uh, 1990, my wife and I uh, purchased this clinic. It was never our goal to, to grow and uh, be this large, but uh, our goal has always been to take care of every person that walked through that door. And uh, we've been blessed beyond our imagination, and we're thankful for the relationships that we've built. And uh, part of our passions now, and my, my partner, Dr. John Kellenberger, and I have this uh, passion to of mentoring the next generation of veterinarians. So part of our our professional work is not only doing work for our clients, but uh, we generally are hosting one or two veterinary students or uh, uh, whether seniors or sophomores or freshmen veterinary students throughout the year each month. And this summer I looked up and I have a hard time saying no, and I think we had five or six interns and uh, we, we were Pretty full capacity, but we certainly enjoyed it, and they enjoyed learning from one another. So one of my uh, passions, if you will, in, in our work has to do with uh, with uh, beef cattle reproduction, uh, heifer development, and uh, we are, we're involved quite a bit with uh, synchronizing both beef cattle and cow, heifers and cows, and then 
doing quite a bit of genomic work and helping producers understand uh, that they do have an opportunity, even with with commercial cattle, to make choices that will influence profitability. So all those tools are, are ways that we help our clients add value to the operation. We want to bring value every day in what we do, Fred. That's great, Randall. Thank you. What What is AABP membership meant to you, and how has that impacted your career? So I, I thought about this for a few days here since you sent me the, the, the questionnaire. And the first word, and I keep coming back to it, but it's camaraderie. You know, we, we live in a community of 800 people. There's, there's not a veterinarian in the county east of us, west of us. Uh, we have veterinary clinics uh, to the south of us. Uh, but I'm reminded that, that we can't live as an island. And uh, AABP and the relationships that built through that organization and with other bovine veterinarians and, and uh, you know, most of our work was with beef cattle, but I certainly enjoy dairy veterinarians and, and what they have to offer. And I often glean information that they use every day in those controlled settings to, to implement in, in these beef cattle operations. So uh, I just understand that, that we can't live by ourselves. And, and our collective effort of 5,000 vo- voices is, is very, uh, can be very instrumental. And uh, us as veterinarians to make sure that, that we do preserve our prof- profession. And I think that we need that collectively. And uh, we have to understand as veterinarians, our role is, is uh, is antibiotic stewardship, it's uh, animal welfare, and ultimately we want to protect the consumer confidence that we've so much enjoyed these last few years as beef demand has, has gone up. And I think that's the same way with the milk products, whether it's fluid milk or cheese and butter, yogurt. Uh, our role as veterinarians, we're the gatekeeper. And we need, we can be passionate about that. And I think that the role that AABP gives us and, and can help us be confident as we encourage our producers, uh, to do the very best job they can to, you know, I, I have a saying that we want to make every day a good day in the life of that calf. And I, I don't think that matters whether it's a, a black and white calf or a, it's a baby calf out here on the range. And I think that. All those things together uh, is what AABP means to me. And, and uh, Dr. Sparrow, what would you say to a bovine practitioner that's not a member of AABP? Well, there's there's two ways to look at that. And a, a saying that I've often used lately when I'm trying to uh, gain someone's uh, knowledge or understanding is just help me understand what, what you're thinking. I would ask it that way to, to and, and maybe it's those people that aren't involved with AABP, they, maybe they don't understand the mission statement of uh, us as veterinarians serving society and leaders in cattle production and cattle health and welfare. And I think that that mission statement has to be at the, on uh, the forefront of our minds as we 
uh, in leadership provide the ABP direction to help those people that aren't involved understand that collectively we can accomplish a lot more. And I think that bringing people along and, and asking them to become involved with their skill set, because sometimes people don't see themselves as an asset to an organization. And uh, I, I actually find, looking back, that it wasn't until the last 10 years that I was able to really get involved as we've added people to our organization, and it's given me a little more margin in my uh, my life. But I think that we can help people, uh, other veterinarians that aren't involved, by listening and then taking their constructive criticism back and, and creating more opportunities. Uh, we can always get a little better every day. And, and finally, Randall, what initiatives do you want to take on as a leader in AABP? Well, well one of the things that uh, AABP always has done, uh, whether it's through proceedings and, or the back, bovine practitioner, whether newsletters, obviously, conferences, is continuing education is central. And, and we need to take that, that continuing education and, and continue to, to be fluid. And uh, a thought that I have had is, how can we be a little more relevant? How can we, we be responding with skin in the game? Our producers have to look at us like an investment. And so there's, there's, we have to bring to the game, bring to the table every day value. And I think that having an understanding of what that value really means is, and, and I'd like to continue to initiate, initiate that, that economic value that, that we can bring to practitioner or to uh, our producers. Obviously, we have to stay uh, on top of antibiotic use, judicious use of antibiotics and animal welfare. We have many people in leadership at, at universities settings or with the FDA that we have their ear and they understand that we desire to be uh, judicious in our use of antibiotics and, and a tool that that been given to us to, to steward. So I think it's an initiative is to is to keep that uh, relevant and to make sure that consumers understand that we're we're being prudent in the use. Uh, government affairs has to be uh, in our minds as we um, bridge the gap between practitioners and and state organizations or state legislatures or or board of examiners and as we have many challenges that face our profession, and in some cases, our professional practice acts are being challenged. and And I think that ABP can can be at the table in those conversations, and uh, so that we can remain relevant. And I think that I, I, we need to be intentional in our recruiting of our next generation of veterinarians. And uh, I think at times we've become lax and thought that process would take care of itself. But uh, I think an initiative of, of recruitment and giving us as veterinarians the tools to go into junior highs, 
high schools or even the, the idea that when we see young people on ranches and in operations and commenting to them that, hey, you know what? You could do what I do. I enjoy what I do. And you can be a part of our professional organization. And sometimes they'll say, oh, no, I wouldn't want to do that. But then they'll go home and ask their mom or dad, you think I could do that? I think that as veterinarians that enjoy our our work, we can be uh, primary in that recruitment of that next generation. And I think that needs to be a primary initiative of of our organization. And You know what? Just today, Fred, I I was out uh, in on a ranch, preg-checking cows, interacting with people. And it just reminded me of of why I enjoy what I do. I'm bringing value and building relationships. And I think that so many veterinarians in our organization enjoy doing that. And we need to continue to encourage one another along those lines. So I appreciate the opportunity that the the nominating committee has, has given me and uh, to... Uh, put my name in the hat and to be a, a candidate for this organization. And uh, I would certainly uh, do it with the best of my abilities. Well, well, Randall, thank you so much for your time. And, and I want to thank you on behalf of AABP for submitting your name as a candidate for the 2021 AABP vice president. And I also want to thank you for your past membership in AABP and your past service to AABP. Thank you so much. All right. Bye now. Hello, my name's Dr. Fred Gingrich, and we are here today with one of our vice presidential candidates, Dr. Michael Capel. Uh, Michael, please introduce yourself and, and tell us about your educational and professional history, please. Well, good morning, Fred. Thanks uh, so much for having me on today. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to introduce myself and uh, and share some things about me with uh, with our colleagues Um my name is Michael Capel, and uh, I'm a partner in a mixed animal practice, the Perry Veterinary Clinic. We're located in western New York, which is just south of Rochester and uh, a little bit east of Buffalo, right in the snow belt there. We have uh, four small animal clinics and have about eight to ten ambulatory veterinarians on the road each day. We cover uh, about nine counties and um, do... We represent about all things to all people um, in this area. We're in rural western New York, so we do equine work, small ruminant work, a little bit of swine. But far and away, the majority of our practice is uh, dairy cattle. Um, For me personally, I'm involved in primarily in dairy cattle. I'm a graduate of Cornell, class of 2000. Uh, I met my wife first day of veterinary school. She is a small animal practitioner with uh with our practice uh we were anatomy dissection partners and classmates and uh the rest is history as they say um i started practice uh working a little in our small animal clinics doing some equine work and some small ruminant work as well but have always been primarily focused on dairy medicine and today my professional time is spent almost exclusively on dairy cattle medicine i provide traditional herd health emergency services to my clients but I'm also uh, actively involved in a bunch of other uh, uh, tasks for them and other services for them. Uh, I'm actively involved in nutrition, where I balance rations for a number of my clients and other clients in the practice. I do a lot of milk quality work, uh, working on on farm milk culture uh, programs, milker training, milking equipment evaluation, 
I get pretty involved in the management of the dairies that I worked on. And uh, I uh, recently started doing a bunch of foot care work. I took an AABP pre-convention seminar um, and uh, got some additional training in uh, foot care. And I routinely uh, pick up the grinder for three or four hours a week on different clients, uh, training uh, clients on uh, foot trimming and getting in actively involved in that part of their um, their operation. So, those uh, are all some services that I provide. And uh, one additional thing that has been a great part of practice for me is that I've done a lot of uh, clinical research, get involved in some research with uh, local universities, uh, doing some field trials for my clients in transition cow management and mastitis therapy, and have been uh, part of uh, 13 peer-reviewed papers, uh, which has really uh, brought a lot to my clients, a lot to the practice, and uh, really helped me um, formulate my thoughts and uh, uh, added a lot of value to uh, to practice for me. And Michael, what has AABP membership meant to you or how has it impacted your career as a veterinarian? Yeah, it's a super question, Fred. Thanks. Um, it's really difficult to imagine my career without AABP. I, I think it's an essential part of the practitioner that I am today. It's provided me with uh, Great information, uh, helped me learn a number of new skills and has really connected me with uh, a number of people and aspects of our profession that I never would have experienced otherwise. Um, I became involved in AABP very early on while I was a student, uh, being president of the AABP chapter at our, at our college at Cornell, and then uh, joining the new leadership council uh, back at the annual conference in Nashville where I was part of uh, designing the externship program that we have uh, at, for AABP today. I've been really fortunate to be involved in uh, many different aspects of AABP, uh, being involved in two different committees, membership in pharmaceutical and biologics, uh, been involved in planning one of the conferences, and uh, been uh, honored to be an invited speaker at uh, several different conferences and, and, and the recent grad conference. Um, I've attended 18 uh, of the last 20 AABP conferences, and at each one, um, I've tried to take a pre-convention seminar or learn a new skill that um, I've been able to bring home to my practice colleagues or uh, bring home to uh, my clients and uh, try things out on them. So it's been uh, super for me for my education. Um, AABP has really been an invaluable resource for me. Um, it's provided me with industry support. Uh, networking, and uh, it's an essential part of recharging my batteries when things get overwhelmed uh, as a private practitioner, as we all well know. Um, improved time management skills, as I've sometimes overextended myself with uh, professional and personal responsibilities, and uh, and I think it's also helped me really um, with presentation and uh, speaking skills, uh, being a presenter at the conference, organize my thoughts. So, it's been uh, just an invaluable resource for me and uh, really fortunate to have been involved and have this great organization uh, to be part of. What would you say to a bovine practitioner that is not a member of AABP? Yeah, well, uh, also a good question, Fred. I don't meet too many of them in our area of the world, but uh, I guess I would say that uh, bovine practice is, is tough. We, we face new challenges every day. Um, and with an organization as large and diverse as ABP, it's likely that someone uh, in, our, in our organization has gone through that situation or had a similar experience before. Um, 
AEBP offers wonderful opportunities for networking, open discussion with colleagues, uh, access to high-quality reference material, provides educational support, industry advocacy, and uh, representation with uh, challenging uh, regulatory issues in different areas of the country. So I, th I think with such a, a great partner and a great uh, resource as a private practitioner, there's really no reason to, uh, to need to go it alone. And uh, I would encourage anyone who is not a member of AEBP to look at just the wide variety of services that we provide uh, as AEBP. And, uh, and I think if you put uh, all of those services into a partial budget, and evaluated uh, the cost um, of AABP versus the benefits that you get out of it, uh, you'd be really hard-pressed not to want to make that investment and, and be part of just a great organization. And finally, Michael, if you are elected as our 2021 vice president, what initiatives do you want to take on as a leader in AABP? Well, Fred, first of all, I'm just absolutely humbled and honored to even be a, a candidate for for vice president. Um, this organization has meant so much to me historically to be a part of and uh, just uh, to even be a candidate. Uh, I'm just completely humbled and honored. There's so many great things that AABP does, um, so many wonderful new programs that AABP has with uh, the podcast, you know, as, as we're conducting now, the recent grad conference, the sustainability committee all these different resources that continue to evolve and, and change to meet the needs of practitioners. It's hard to think of additional things that we could do, but, uh, but I have a few that, that are kind of near and dear to me. Um, one of them is uh, I think as we go forward as a profession, uh, private practitioners have the opportunity to, to be much more involved in professional advocacy and, um, there's always uh, an opportunity in, in the area uh, is that we live in, as well as uh, on the national stage, to be advocates for our profession, to provide public comment and opportunities to educate the media and the public uh, about the cattle industry in general. And I think, um, you know, organization would provide value, additional value, by developing a network of experts within uh, organization that we could reach out to. Um, to help respond uh, properly and professionally to those uh, media and other concerns to, to help educate the public about uh, our profession. And additionally, on a more local level, um, I think there are lots of opportunities for us as private practitioners to get involved with local schools, clubs, community groups. And it would be great if we could develop some uh, reference material that uh, would help us to address some of these major challenging questions that the public is uh, continues to, to worry about and, and is near and dear to their hearts, such as antimicrobial use and judicious use of antimicrobial use, uh, what our true carbon footprint is, um, and, uh, and other welfare such related topics, things of that nature that uh, these are questions that the public has that, that we all know and are part of every day. But uh, if we have, um, uh, some good reference material that I think would make it easier for private practitioners to actively get involved in those uh, conversations with um, with their communities. Um, another thing that I would like to investigate, um, I, I think historically private practitioners have had a uh, you know a fee for service um, uh, model for compensation. And as we go forward, as we do a better job with uh, the dairies and the feedlots and the beef uh, operations that we work on, 
um, there'll be less and less need for us in some of the traditional services that we have provided, but, uh, but we still have, uh, need and, uh, to, to make an income. And, and I think that it would be interesting to explore other agri-service, uh, business models and other models, uh, compensation models in other areas, uh, other professional areas to determine if there's opportunities for us to to engage in different compensation models, whether they be retainer models or uh, other type of models that uh, would would set up more of a win-win sort of situation with us and our clients instead of just a, a reactive or fee-for-service uh, type model that we have now. So that's something I think that uh, our organization would uh, would do well to explore. Um, and and then finally, you know, uh, I'm a dairy practitioner in Western New York. I've been in practice for 20 years, and uh, I have a pretty good understanding of the in- issues that, that face me. But uh, I have my own biases, uh, but I really feel it's important for me to learn um, what the needs and wants uh, of other people in our organizations are. are. I don't have uh, much knowledge of uh, the dairy industry in California, per se, or feedlot uh, medicine. And and I would like to develop a network where our organization would um, be able to listen to all the needs uh, and uh, concerns of different people um, and different uh, uh, practice styles and uh, different demands on uh, on their life, and make sure that we are providing services and uh, and meeting the needs and demands of the wide diversity of our of our membership. Fred. Well, Michael, thank you for submitting your name as a candidate for the 2021 AABP Vice President, and also thank you for your for your membership in and service to AABP. I'd like to remind our members to make sure to cast your vote for the 2021 AABP Vice President by December 18th at 5 p.m. Eastern. Go to the vote link on the AABP homepage, or there will be a link also in the podcast notes. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Fred. Really enjoyed it and appreciate the opportunity. Come on down for a herd check.